0: What's up everybody, welcome to the View from Jamestown Podcast Edition. This is episode 39, this is the April 2020 edition. Um, we're sitting down remotely this morning with TCC President Rob Roach, uh, VP of Sales and Marketing AJ Pacharka, Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez, and VP of Sales and Marketing Corey Mullins, all the way down from Texas. Good morning guys. Good morning. Good morning everybody. Good morning. It was kind of a half-hearted uh, Texas accent, but I'm sure Corey can do it a whole lot better than I can if anyone's if anyone's seen our uh, our recent coronavirus emails uh, and videos they've seen they've seen Corey's <laughs> appearance and, and accent and the hat uh, thank you for that that was an excellent video hopefully everyone's watched that if you haven't already uh, we'll make sure the links are are down below but um, good morning it's officially April uh, as anyone that's watching the video can see we are all still working remotely um, got the the physical offices shut down but we're one hundred percent operational all working out of Home offices, um, and doing the best we can to social distance. So, good morning, guys. Yeah, it was was March like the longest month ever?
1: It was like I was looking at my calendar, like, is it March sixty first or what? You know, it was like it felt like <laughs> it just went on and on and on. We couldn't get out of that month. It's
2: nice it, to feel. It, it's it, nice it to feel really, forever. Yeah. I know. I think it's March twenty twenty one. Really, right now. I think we've already <laughs> skipped the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and for the record, that cowboy video was not supposed to see the light of day. So just for the viewers out there, that was a spoof. And <laughs> somehow it ended up getting on that dead gum clip. I don't believe him.
1: Like, <laughs> why, did good he, good. Did send it, why did he send it to the editors if he didn't want it out there? I mean, he's-
2: well, I sent, No, I sent them my real video. And then I thought George would get a kick out of that one and the other one I did. I did three of them, you know, and the real one didn't make it. I guess it either sucked or, you know, anyway it
0: gave it some character you know if, if you haven't seen the video you're missing out we'll make sure it's linked wherever you're watching this this podcast it'll be linked down below make sure you check it out if you haven't already
2: it's a must i hope, watch. It, goes I hope it goes viral i'm, I'm expecting a paycheck on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right continue benny sorry so it is it is april um
0: we are going on i guess somewhere between six and six and ten weeks of, of the coronavirus concerns um you know Still doing our best to navigate everything um, and and put info out the best we can. Obviously lots of info out there, uh, positive, negative, speculative, you know, you name it, the the info's out there. Um, Hopefully we can be a good resource here in this next 20 minutes, half hour with with what we're seeing and, you know, some, some tangible, um, you know, facts and information and kind of our, our two cents on on what's happening and, you know, what we're seeing in the, you know, in the chemical industry specifically as well as, you know, kind of industry-wide market-wide and worldwide, you know, for that matter. Well, we'd be just finishing up AFPM right now,
1: and uh, actually, a few yep. of us would be down with the Voodoo crew fishing in the Gulf of Mexico this very day. So, uh, just that alone is a bummer. But uh, now it's um, it's been a it's been a life changing uh, event this coronavirus, and I think it'll be a, a game changer for from here on out. And we're seeing a lot of different things trickle into the chemical industry, and we're seeing how important the chemical industry is to you know, fighting a virus like this. So um thank God for all of us out there in the petrochemical industry. Let's uh keep making isopropyl alcohol and uh, ethanol and hydrogen peroxide and the things that we need to, to combat this virus uh you know on the on a large scale.
0: Yeah it's obviously been one of the things we've been watching closely is you know different businesses and, and, and places shut down and, and efforts to social distance but it seems like a lot of the, the chemical industry um has been deemed essential you know by by governments and state governments, so a lot of them are still up and running, obviously, whether you know the demand is there or they can get staff into the plants is a separate issue, but you know legally they are allowed to operate, which has kind of been the what we 've seen. As these lists have come out for essential versus non-essential, um, you know, it seems like on a legal basis, a lot of our customers and, and suppliers, you know, up in, and down the supply stream are are able to continue operating, which is which is positive. And, you know, there's been a couple articles here in the last couple of days that are pointing out, you know, how essential the chemical industry really is to, um, you know, fighting the coronavirus and, and sanitizing and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, the chemical industry and a lot of a lot of sectors remain strong. You know, wire and cable, uh, housing, uh, building uh, remains strong. Um, you know, uh, there are there are some valleys. You know, automotive is is really taking a beating right now, but I, I'm sure that'll come back. Um, but you know, a lot of different sectors do remain strong, and this is the season for a lot of different products to be made. So it is very important that the government. Support these businesses and allow them to remain open, and that these businesses support their people and give them the the room they need to remain healthy and uh, and keep the plant viable and running. So I think um, they're doing a pretty pretty darn good job of that right now.
0: Absolutely. And we've got uh, we've got Javier and and Corey um, on the line, which you know Javier oversees our Latin America uh, business, and, and Corey's based down in the Texas area, which are two obviously important. Uh, in, in busy areas for the wider chemical industry, um, you know, what are you guys seeing with some of your contacts uh, locally? Um, you know, in terms of the, the overall mood and, and you know, kind of how things are operating in, in different regions. Yeah, mo- most of our customers, uh,
3: they are the admi- the administrative people are working from home. Plant people stay. Uh, that's kind of be the norm. So purchasing people, sales people are working from home, and and all the plant people are remaining in, in manufacturing. That's gonna be the the, the norm uh, for most of my customers, but they they keep running, they, they they keep running, and they're doing social distancing and all the rules and regulations that that we're following here in the states.
2: And you know what what I found interesting is we I've got a, a couple of um, large manufacturers that I work with down you know down here in the Gulf, and um, they're normally not in the the IPA the IPA business or, or anything like that. All of a sudden, they're looking at um, how to how to tap into bringing in you know ethanol or or uh, ipa and, and make hand sanitizers to try to fill that gap that's out there right now it's it's not a business they've been in but uh so a, a lot of um i don't know a lot, a lot of adjusting going on to see if they can't i don't know if it's take advantage of the market but just try to do their part to help you know help help feed the market with some with some sanitizer that, that, that's that been interesting for me yeah like, oh, oh, obviously was, oh. yeah go ahead
3: Bobby. Also, the, the FDA has lifted the, the the restriction on hand sanitizer. Before, yeah. only only, only uh, USP grade was only the only required grade. Now you can use technical grade for hand sanitizer, so that has opened open the options for many people to 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 make hand sanitizer. Yeah, good
0: point. Yeah, it may not be the best raw material, or you know that that regulation may not last forever but at least in the short term you know with with a need for sanitizing products it's it's good that we we're able to get that passed and get more sanitizer and, and cleaning products into the marketplace
1: yeah and we're we're doing our best to get as much isopropyl alcohol out there as we can um, hydrogen peroxide ethanol as well glycerin uh is also part of the sanitizer becoming very tight there are, are alternatives to glycerin that we do have um and uh, so we're also looking into, you know, alter- alternative, uh, um, you know, products that give some viscosity to the sanitizer, which the glycerin did. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're trying our best to get as much product out there as we can and, and support those in the industry that are, that are making these sanitizers and these uh, disinfectants.
0: Yeah, and and Corey and Hav made a good point, too, about the sanitizer with, you know, we've seen anywhere from massive chemical, you know, facilities and plants all the way down to, you know, even some local distilleries and brewers here in Rhode Island that have transitioned from making, you know, liquor and making beer to producing hand sanitizer. You know, they have the capabilities and the hardware to do it. Um, So, you know, whether they're taking tank trucks, IPA, or they're looking for one drum just to make some little hand sanitizers, you know, for their employees and their families have kind of seen everyone stepping up to to help with the cause which has been good to see you know it's kind of a, a global marketplace
1: yeah we're learning a lot about sanitizer that it doesn't take a lot you know the, it's a pretty weak virus when it comes to contact with you know things like isopropyl alcohol so you don't you don't need a lot and you know you, you touch a doorknob sanitize you touch something outside that you're not familiar with sanitize the most important thing we're learning is to keep your hands off your face and to keep them clean so it's a very important aspect of this fight against coronavirus some of the other things i want to share up in speaking to to folks worldwide which we've been doing recently because we've been trying to replace our afpm meetings with these type of meetings is in china they're they're telling a lot of people to drink as much hot fluids as possible they're not saying that so much in the us but in china they're saying drink hot water drink hot tea drink hot coffee. That keeps your throat moist, and it washes any potential virus into your stomach where it can't survive. Also, don't ever use Advil or Advil-type products. They're finding a lot of the people that are ending up chronically sick with this have been taking Advil, and it has the opposite effect. It actually intensifies the virus. We're also hearing that in regions like, um, say, El Salvador, where um, a family member of mine is from, you know, the, the incidences of coronavirus are low, and they're thinking that it's because of high humidity in the environment. So, you know, the, 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 the disease doesn't really like high humidity or, or it knocks it down to the ground very quickly and doesn't keep it dispersed in the air. And, and finally, it is, it is dispersed through the air. So it turns out that the folks in Asia had it right all the time. If you don't feel well at all, you have a little sniffle, you have anything at all or you even have a concern, put a face mask on if you can get it. Anything, a handkerchief, anything to cover to stop the disbursement of your coughs or your breathing of the of the of the moist uh, body fluids that you put off into the air because the other people can breathe that in and catch that. So it seems silly to to me to have this debate about face masks. If you have them, wear them. Who cares how silly you look if you're not if you're not going to get this virus and and spread it. I, I get the debate because there's not enough right now, but as it gets better. You know, let's all be cognizant of being respectful to others. If we don't feel good, cover our face, you know? So I don't know. You know, I'm getting a little upset,
0: but, it, you know, some of this stuff just seems logical to me. Yeah, I think at first some of those some of those notes or regulations might have just been, like you said, because there just weren't enough. You know, they wanted to make sure hospitals and doctor's offices had them stocked up versus just, you know, the average person wearing them just for the sake of wearing them. Um, but, you know, as you said, as the availability gets better and we see different companies starting to make masks, you know, can't hurt. If there's not enough and, and saving for the doctors, I'm all for
1: that. Our frontline in the defense of coronavirus, our average jo- nurses, doctors, sanitation workers, thank God for these people right now. God bless them all. You know. And in my final piece is let's all watch less news. Let's focus on the fact that today's a good day. Today's a wonderful day. I'm healthy today. My family's healthy today. Let's focus on that because we need to focus on mental health. We all need to be mentally healthy. During this time so we can be on the front line to the best we can, protecting our families, protecting our friends, and and doing the best we can during these really, really god-awful times.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I, I did catch a good news article this morning. Robert Kraft is sending the New England Patriots uh jet over to China to pick up ventilators and masks, um, you know, for, for use in the US. So that's one positive news story from the Patriots nation. <laughs> we the need some other moving Brady <laughs> <laughs> We're not,
1: losing money Brady. Money We're not losing. Brady. He's just doing like new all New Englanders. He's going to Florida to retire. No birds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a I think the, the headline of the article is like, you know, they're they're replacing Tom Brady's duffel bags with, you know, N ninety five masks. That's a little bit <laughs> different cargo this this time.
1: That's great. It's uh, really wonderful to hear people kicking in and, and helping.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point. They're having a lot of really positive stories, you know, whether it's a a local business making, you know, 15 masks or, you know, something like that, where they go to, you know, go to China and pick up hundreds of thousands of masks, Uh, you know, definitely a lot of lot of positive stories that come out of it that may get a little undershadowed by some of the bigger stuff going on. But, you know, there's definitely those those positive news articles to, to focus on.
1: Well, they're also in Rhode Island, there's an emergency patent to take CPAPs, you know, which people use for sleep apnea, and they're turning these CPAPs into ventilators. So you know there is there is hope out there, guys.
0: Absolutely, um, and on a logistics note too, one of the things we've we've started to see is is obviously we deal with a lot of bulk chemicals and, and bulk bulk orders of products. So containers and ISO containers and things like that are getting you know stuck in different regions, and it's it's making it's it's creating a, a worldwide issue because even though containers might be backed up in China, they're still backed up in China, which affects us getting material you know, in and out of places like Europe or India or different regions. Um so I think that's gonna that's gonna play a role here in the next could be months, you know, while we're focused on trying to get these these backlogs of containers and ISOs um you know shipped out of wherever they're getting backed up so we can so we can have you know supply in other regions, even if places like Europe haven't been as affected as strongly as, you know, Asia and China and things like that. It's 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 still causing a backlog which you know could create an issue for months here.
1: You guys mind if I hop on my soapbox for one more minute? please do okay well i just want to say that (laughs) i i i I just want to say that tcc wouldn't be where we are today without the logistics company and that's the logistics logistix company they're an outside resource for us at 3pl they do everything from clear our cargoes to move our iso containers they manage our our rail cars they manage our trucking liquid bulk dry bulk They got us through the electronic logging device change. They got us through the shortage in drivers. They're now getting us through this pandemic. They have enabled TCC to keep our customer service level static, meaning we haven't had to hire a new, a single new customer service people despite the growth in this company. The logistics company has been an amazing asset for us, and I can't say how we could not be where we are today without them they are pros in the logistics industry they do an amazing job they have the relationships to get us trucks when we need them they're competitive on their rates. i mean i could go on and on and on but i just you know you brought up a great point then we're there's tremendous problems in freight right now especially dry cargo it's harder to get drivers there's less available but with the logistics company we're popping we're finding them we're getting the trucks we're getting the cargo moved put the link up to that company they are an associated company of the chemical company um but they are the most tremendous resource there's they're a separate company they have nothing to do with the chemical company in terms of we don't share any information they're just a resource for us but man if you're not using the logistics company you're missing out right now because everybody needs all the help they can get right now and
0: they're there for you yeah yeah it's a good point for sure um i'll make sure that their website's linked up wherever you're, you're streaming this this uh podcast and and those guys are putting out a lot of good info on uh on email and on their website too so you know make sure you check them out give them a call there if they're happy to help you out or they can um but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with this you know this kind of container backup hopefully it starts to ease up in the next couple of weeks but it seems like the the news we're getting on on ocean freight and uh and kind of global freight you know but the numbers don't don't say that it's going to use up anytime soon, which could create a backlog, you know, all the way out into the, to the summer and even fall maybe. Yeah. Javi, yeah. do you see a bunch of
1: your containers got held up this morning
3: from Korea? Uh, a few delays. Yes. Few yeah. Delays. So we are seeing delays. Yeah.
4: We're,
3: we're seeing delays.
4: Yes. Yeah. I was going to say what I'm seeing even more than the, than the container congestion is, uh, vessels being rerouted you know, on the way. So, you know, when something ships and you have an ETA, you expect it to come in around that ETA, but we're seeing delays of two, three, four weeks, um, you know, while the, while the cargoes are in transit, which, uh, you know, never happened before really. It was, a, it was a quite quite rare occurrence in the past, but now we're seeing it more often.
0: Yeah. I think one thing that might be kind of interesting too is, you know, I'll kind of go around and have each of you guys give your kind of two cents on everything that's happening. You know, we're talking about, um, you know, crude oil prices being way down uh, logistics challenges, um, you know, demand being up or down from what's deemed essential businesses or not essential businesses. You know, Rob mentioned the automotive piece, which is a big, um, you know, coatings type of uh, of end use. Um, so I'll start with with you, Aj. I just kind of give your kind of two cents on the whole situation going on and we'll kind of you know go around the table so to speak on you know the, the things that stand out to you and, and kind of your two cents on the whole situation just to try to you know obviously we, we can't foresee the future we don't have a crystal ball as much as we'd like to but you know i, I think we all agree we're, we're pretty good at keeping our ear to the market and seeing what's happening um you know so kind of what's your, your your take in this you know your two cents on the whole situation and maybe your outlook for you know as we're coming into q2 and getting closer to summertime here
4: a lot of the a lot of the big applications that i deal directly with are still the demand still staying pretty strong like in the ag the ag sector um you know people are still you know planting crops and fertilizing the fields and um you know having to having to feed um you know feed cattle and 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 other other livestock and things like that so that that sector is remaining strong um you know, um, it just, there's just, I think the underlying thing is just uncertainty. You know, people are just, uh, just don't know where this is all going to go. Um, but like, like you said, a lot of the things, um, a lot of the end uses that we sell to are essential. You know, there's, there's very few, um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, any customers right now that are in a complete shutdown. Like some are, you know, have skeleton crews, uh, manufacturing on the floor. Um, but I can't think of any that are in a complete, um, you know, completely shut down on the manufacturing side. Um, you know, so the demand is still still there um whether it 's going to be there in a in a few weeks is 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 yet to be seen um but you know for now we 're just keeping in touch with everybody. It seems like you know a lot of people are a lot more willing to talk on the phone because uh, we 're all in the same you know on the same boat you know you can kind of commiserate yeah. with each other so it 's a good time to get on the phone with with customers and and suppliers and just you know talk about what what you 're seeing out there um but yeah i 'm i 'm uh, still pretty optimistic based on uh, what i'm seeing now but um you know we'll we'll see in the coming weeks it's going to be in a rapidly changing uh, environment i'm sure
0: and, and how about you Javi? i know you you manage our our mexico and latin america business and also you know play a big role in the uh, purchasing and procurement side you know globally for that matter what are what are you seeing with your your customers and your contacts what's kind of the overall feeling and mood of everything going on yeah mo- most of the stuff like is 6 to 8 weeks out
3: so most people are planning 6 to 8 weeks out and it's very difficult at this point, plan to six, six to eight weeks out. So, so people are having a tough time. I think there's gonna be a slowdown uh, coming May. April's still running strong. Uh, hopefully, the demand's still there. Uh, but we'll see what's gonna happen. Uh, but uh, hopefully, hopefully the demand stays there for May too. But uh, April's April's going strong, and and everyone's keep everyone keeps running as usual. So, hopefully, we we keep, we keep that
0: momentum going for
3: for the upcoming months.
0: Yeah. And even that standard import lead time, you know, there's stuff we do out of Europe, that's five or six weeks like clockwork. And now they're saying it could be, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12 weeks, you know, by the time they get material to the port, get an ISO, whatever the situation might be. So even that could, you know, could be extended, which again, with the whole uncertainty piece. You know, yeah. But what, I, what I'm telling customers is just just, just give, a, give, give it a couple,
3: two, three weeks more to your usual lead time and just just buy a little bit more because it's just the just in time. Logistics is not that that doesn't fly anymore. That's 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 whole that's, that's history, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 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 that's so I, I just tell them to plan more, buy a little bit more, have have stock inventory, uh, and plan better, you know, yep. especially when we're doing with with with, with the longer lead times,
0: yeah. Yeah, and Corey, you sit in Texas and you know, oversee our Oxo business, methanol, butanol, two E H. Um, you know, what, what's what's your overall feeling with everything going on and in, in your discussions with customers and suppliers?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm watching the you know the transactions daily, we get we get some good um, um, some good intel from some folks behind the scenes in the markets. Specifically to to methanol, I would say it's probably not as um, uh, it's good. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. If you're a buyer of methanol right now, it's probably good news because the prices are are coming off. Um, to me, it's, I'm trying to get my head wrapped around which derivatives um, in the methanol industry are essential. Uh, what we're seeing on methanol right now that concerns me, uh, MTBE. You know, with, with crude oil coming off, um, you know, the values on on um, on the, the the energy value that methanol would normally have in the energy sector is not there uh you, people aren't driving uh people aren't doing you know do do it yourself type projects so you you don't see a lot of the i think the construction normally is starting to come out of its law a lot of that housing industry and although right now it, it's okay i wonder if, if this if this thing lasts for any extended period of time i you know that that demand for, for formaldehyde uh acetic acid you know that there's no demand for for acetic acid in asia pacific right now so that's backing up uh some of that but yeah i mean so it's it's a it's a concern right i i see q2 being pretty tough on methanol um i'm trying to think right now we've got the, the prices on methanol in the u.s spot market has dropped 30 cents per gallon since the beginning of march we saw that um forgive me for that beeping if you can hear it i don't know how to i don't know how to silence that thing but um You're just too popular of a guy corey I am. I yes. Yeah, these POs rolling in. Everybody's wanting. They're putting. They're submitting questions that they want me to answer live. Um, but yeah, I mean, Europe settled down. They're in the the mid 80s now on a contract basis. The U.S. is is still north of a dollar, so we're still the highest on the uh, of all the regions. China is at I think 12 year lows right now at 45 to or excuse me 48 to 50 ish or something but um yeah it'll be interesting but the concern the other concern i have is at the levels we're seeing I'm, I'm hearing rumors that a lot of units across the globe not including the us are cash are nearing cash cost levels um so as these numbers start down you know it'll be interesting to see what kind of rationalization happens Iran, it can't go anywhere with their material right now. It seems like there's sanctions from the U.S. There's India is shut down for 21 days, so they don't have that outlet. Um, so, I, you know, it's going to be a backlog of, of inventory, and I think there's going to c- continue to be, you know, downward pressure on the market. So, again, hate to say that, you know, it does seem doom and gloom, but, um, you know, it is what it is, and just it just depends on how long this thing lasts. It's it's hard to tell, you know, really like everybody else has said, forecasting what's going to happen here, uh, you know, it's just so hard to tell. I, but yeah, definitely downward pressure. I would imagine that the U.S. at 106, Europe in the in the mid 80s, we would probably see over the course of the two months, assuming this stays kind of where we're at now with, with what's going on, I would see the U.S. kind of slowly working their price down to, to be in parity with Europe or near parity. Um, and again, China's gonna drive some of that too. So downward from, you know, for Q2, just depends on how much and, and all that good stuff.
0: And I think one maybe positive piece of that too is obviously availability and the supply chains are okay. I mean. Um, you know, pricing's coming down, but there's no shortage of material. So, you know, from a, a plant perspective and a supply chain perspective, at least there is material available to fill the plants. You know, it could be the exact opposite where plants go out or, you know, something happens and all of a sudden there's no material available. That's, you know, almost the worst case scenario. Um, and Rob, maybe you want to summarize that all up. I know a bunch of different topics and pieces, um, but, you know, kind of your overall two cents and, and outlook for the next couple months here. Well, I think toilet paper is doing pretty good. <laughs> that it is.
1: And I think liquor sales is pretty good around where you all live. Um, so those are definitely, up. I mean, in my house, paper towels, I've killed a forest so far. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I have killed a, a whole forest of using paper towels because, you know, we don't go out to eat and we're being conscious of keeping our hands clean and everything. So, you know, paper products are doing real good. Our medical is obviously doing very good right now um, for all the polymer producers out there supporting the medical um, thank God for all of them and uh, you know um, generally uh, in in March we saw an uptick in demand I think people were were, were doing as uh, I think as uh, Javier alluded to in, in increasing their inventories just a little protection in there and, and maybe that'll slow but um, I think we're I think we're really at the bottom um, here um, Ben I think. I think when you hit the bottom, the good news is that the only way is up from here, and um we're gonna have a tough couple of weeks here coming up with a lot of deaths. but I am very, very optimistic and hopeful that the social distancing and the uh, and the fact that we're all holding up in our homes will will slow the progress of this virus and and I believe that we'll have some growth in our now local community so right now your family or whoever your girlfriend is your community and we'll be able to expand that community as we go into uh summer and have uh, a limited freedom um and i think that that will give us the ability to get back to work and to um also get back to buying things retail cars things like that so um i'm hopeful that that this is the bottom and, and, and it's only up from here. Um, I would like to say that uh, the, 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 the federal government did do a good thing with the stimulus. There's the payroll protection plan, which uh, helps uh, businesses like ours to continue to keep people employed. Um, there is effort by the federal government to get ventilators and to get protective equipment out there. They're doing the best they can um governors uh and local people are doing the best they can robert Kraft, individuals wealthy individuals are giving money i mean we are we are a world of smart smart people and somebody said we're flying a plane and we're building it as we fly well i i i'm really proud to say this human race is really bright and we're going to come up with ways that we can we can Live this new reality and be comfortable and go back to living the way we were i I see about a year from now when we'll have uh, um full freedom back we'll have a uh, um you know we'll have a shot that we can get that will prevent us from getting coronavirus uh and uh, and and I'm hopeful and i and I can't wait to spend time with all of you and and all my friends i I really have missed the time in New Orleans and the time that I get to travel and the uh the interpersonal time that i get to spend with everybody i mean just last night i was watching tv and it was obviously old old footage and you know uh, um a, a bunch of uh high school seniors had gone to a, a a middle school and they were doing high five you know as all the kids entered school they were high five and i'm, I'm going oh god you know but <laughs> there was no coronavirus then and i can't wait to get back to that time you know i, I really can't wait to get back to that time and, and one last thing that i thought was kind of funny was uh, in Rhode Island they made uh, medical marijuana a uh uh what do, what do you call it? You know, when you when it has to stay open, it's a uh it's it's an essential business.
4: business.
1: It's an essential business. It went from illegal to essential very quickly, you know. I mean like <laughs> this is unbelievable. You know, it was like I'll arrest you if you have a dime bag to it's essential in a pandemic. I mean, come on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's there's oh, been a bunch of those memes where it's like if, you, if you're in a coma and you woke up four years ago and you know someone told you what's happening in 2020, be like, Yeah, there's no way, and then here no we way. are.
1: Yeah, we're all home smoking doobies watching Tiger King, <laughs> <People> <laughs> telling us not to go outside.
2: This is crazy, man. This is crazy. Yeah. Well this one will be in the history books, right? My wife was we were sitting out on the back porch the other night and she was saying, think about what the what the history books will say ten years from now about this whole event and you know it's it's uh it's interesting for sure. Not
1: trying Absolutely. to make light of it, but uh it is it is it is crazy times, you know. This is scary, scary. The anxiety levels, as I said, mental health is important, you know, get outside, get walking, get exercising, you know, get your whiskey on, whatever you need to do, you know. uh <laughs> we're going to get through this we're going to get through this we're going to all be all right
0: you know good summary from everyone I appreciate the the info and hopefully it was you know some some informative info and, and maybe a little bit of a, a positive or more of an informational spin on things versus just kind of doom and gloom which i think the news has kind of been portraying a little bit um but hopefully some you know, some useful info and by all means if you know there's anything you want us to elaborate on or have a conversation on you know give us a call send us an email you know how to, how to reach us we're happy to you know, project what we're seeing with everybody. Um, price updates and trends for April. Obviously, crude continues to come off, somewhere in the twenty-four dollar range today. Um, you know, nat- uh, natural gas, Brent crude also down. Um, benzene came down. You know, way off obviously with the crude decrease. Um, stock market kind of remains down. We did our our March podcast kind of late in March, so it was really only about two weeks ago. Um, so kind of flat since since that time frame, but you know, way off since the you know January or beginning of the year. Um, you know what's what's kind
2: of on the the horizon here for April price updates and trends. And Ben, one thing I didn't point out, um, it talked, you know, propylene came down uh, drastically at, at four cents a pound. You know, I think up until that actually happened, the, the forecast had been about one to two cents down was what the forecast was was anticipated to be. It's down four uh, going into May, or I guess the April settlement. They're they're looking at maybe low twenties on a uh, on a propylene. Uh, polymer grade propylene level, so really interesting on 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 that aspect too that'll that'll have an impact on on the oxos of course and, and plasticizers, but i I failed to mention that in, as well,
1: yeah, also yeah. uh benzene way down you know uh down, I think it settled down what a dollar twenty one uh from two fifty five ish so you know that was a that was a collapse of benzene um you know where everything's gonna be uh making uh, large moves down and, um, you know we've heard some forecasts putting crude as low as ten dollars per barrel and um yeah, which is crazy that's a that would be a low for for my career. I think the lowest I remember crude was somewhere around eighteen or twenty per barrel way way back when but um so yeah, so this is uh unprecedented times uh we've never we've never seen anything like this in terms of uh raw material cost that's for sure and it was a yeah.
2: refiner- down in the u.s reese just was that what came across the the news from ray or somebody earlier there was one in the u.s up in the northeast or maybe it was Eastern canada or something
1: i think it was california
2: um
1: yeah maybe it was cali but you might you might look that up i don't know but you know refiners are gonna have to i mean you you go out on the road as limited amount of time as i've spent on the road there's nobody out there you know um and they're restricting travel between states now um You know, Rhode Island uh, is making anybody coming from any state uh, quarantine for 14 days. So that's really uh, taking the travel way down. So uh, people aren't going to be using their cars. They're not going to be burning petrol. Um, So uh, we're we're expecting some, you know, we're expecting some rationalization and and we're also heard of rationalization in polymer. We heard that some uh, major polymer producers have now uh, shut down. So uh, that's going to be the key going forward is to keep your friends close because uh, there's gonna be uh, limited supply on things. Um, we saw rationalization after the recession in 08, and this is far more extreme. So people are gonna have to turn their plants back or turn them down um, or turn them off. And so that's gonna mean supply constraints, uh, prices increasing uh, dramatically. Um, so despite their raw materials being low, um, it, it's like twisting a knife right now to tell people, hey, crude's down, you better lower my price it's not really working that way because uh it, you know whatever we can get right now is is really just kind of going up in price in terms of chemical raw materials because plants aren't running and, and they're rationalized rational they're rationalizing um so things things are popping in that so it doesn't matter so much if, if crude's ten dollars a barrel if you can't get it supply and demand fundamentals take over and um
2: you know can, people can at times name their price. Yeah, that's a really good point, Rob. And I, you know, t- talking about methanol earlier, I'd I mentioned that, yeah, I see downward pressure, but good, really good point. You know, if there is some rationalization going on, you know, in methanol and there's only a handful standing, so to speak, right? Yeah, your methanol doesn't, doesn't dip. I mean, again, it'll depend on what derivatives are doing, but that's a really good, a really good argument.
1: Yeah, when that when the plant when one plant goes down and it's supplying a couple of acetic acid plants and a couple of formaldehyde plants and they got to make up for the difference by going to another plant real quick, you know things get a little squinky.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: good point. And that's something I think we've we've talked about for you know a good while is is you know even before all these coronavirus concerns came up is a lot of you know pricing and and things were more supply and demand driven. I know a bunch of products that AJ manages are, are similar where. You know, crude comes down or the, the feed stocks come down in theory, you know, the pricing should come down, but based on supply and demand fundamentals, that might, you know, not be the case, which I think has just been almost exponentially increased with, with all this stuff going on. Like Rob said, you know, if you can't get it, you know, the price doesn't really matter. Yeah, another another
1: another component of our industry is the fact that there's been tremendous financial engineering. There has been a total gut of all cash out of all businesses. There's been mergers and acquisitions where each time they merge or acquire they gut the business of cash. So people are running a fine line right now. and uh, with this turn downturn, it's gonna get really interesting in our in our world because uh, people can't can't keep businesses running without their engine. and their engine is the money. It's the cash flow. And when the cash flow slows down because people can't show up to work to cut the check, or they're not operating and they don't have the cash flow to pay you right away and payments get slow, You know that's when things change pretty rapidly. And in an industry where cutting cost has been the number one uh, mode of operation, times like this can really make an impact and, and things can change
0: very quickly. Featured products, new products, I know we've, we've touched upon a couple of them. Um, isopropyl alcohol, as we mentioned on the last episode, um, still definitely one worth talking about. Um, you know, based on the sanitizer and, and, and companies that are producing these products. Um, but I know there's a couple others um, that I'll let you know. Javi and, and Corey and Rob uh, and AJ you know, go over uh, that we're able to, to talk to customers about you know here in, in April and May um, as these coronavirus concerns continue. Yeah, another product is glittering. We have the drums
3: available. They're 550 pounds available out of jersey. We have also bulk. Out of South America with a lead time of four to five weeks. Uh, so also hydrogen peroxide out of the Northeast as well, all for sanitation purposes. It's a it's a high 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 purity hydrogen peroxide. is u- used is used is with, uh, with ice isopropyl alcohol and with uh, glycerin to make sanitizer.
4: You know what I learned that was interesting about hand sanitizer it was that the glycerin um so when when you put the alcohol on your hands, the alcohol tends to dry your skin out, but the glycerin actually keeps your skin moisturized. So it's it's actually an additive in a lot of personal care items um for that purpose, and that's its role in the in the hand sanitizer as well. So I thought that that was a interesting interesting tidbit. How about aloe vera? I think that's also that also can be used for the same uh the same purpose. You have it the inquiries for aloe vera as well.
0: It's funny you say that cuz I got hand sanitizer here and it's actually sanitizer with aloe and that's what it it's, it's water, fragrance and then glycerin is a number 3
4: and isopropyl alcohol is a number 4 ingredient. Mm. So I went to the I went to the liquor store last night. As soon as you walk in, they had hey, a huge surprise. a huge <laughs> uh, they had a huge display. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, huge display, all um, big handle sized bottles of Everclear, and each bottle came with a recipe to make your own hand sanitizer from the 190 proof, uh, you know, ethanol that is that is Everclear, you know? So that was kind of kind of a funny that thing crazy. there. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think there's some liability
4: with that, far. but uh, they're, they're doing it.
2: <laughs> a shot for me, <laughs> a shot <laughs> <over> the hands. <laughs> Well you know and I, I guess the, the spray the spray sanitizer stuff doesn't use the that like ge- that, that glycerin or probably any I guess that glycerin's also for that just to give you that viscosity I guess the, to gel it up. But I was talking to somebody yesterday that's making the sanitizer for the spray bottles and it doesn't have it's more of a liquid than it is what we normally see with the with the hand stuff. I don't know if that's what you have there, Ben, or yeah, I mean no, this
0: that- is more of a more of a gel. Yeah. But
2: and yeah, obviously I we see like the
0: spray sanitizers that are more, you know, a yeah. little less less viscosity.
2: But That's the, 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 the,
1: we, we bought some Corey, and that was the WHO formula, the World Health Organization formula, and that was 75% isopropyl alcohol, and then I don't know exactly what percentage of hydrogen peroxide. I think it's pretty small, and water, and that is uh, that is uh, very powerful, but also flammable. So okay. you have to keep in mind that that 75% isopropyl alcohol sanitizer. You know, you can use it to light the fire out in your yard, you know, if you want to, because it's, it's super flammable. I wouldn't recommend that. But, uh, you know, you got to be careful when you're storing that, that high of a concentration of
2: IPA. I've learned more about hand sanitizer in the last week than, than I've ever cared to know, to be honest. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Um, but yeah, you know, a bunch of products that have, have had some serious interest here in the last couple uh, couple weeks, and I think we'll continue to have interest for for the months coming. Um, so please reach out to your TCC sales contact. Um, you know, call into the office, send a note through the website. We're, we're happy to help and and discuss any of the products that we've mentioned here. You know, as well as our our normal products. Um, you know, happy to help secure supply chains however we can. Um, you know, based on kind of the current market conditions. Um, Typically, we talk about events, shows, and conferences. Obviously, I think at this point, nothing coming up. I think everything through May at this point has been, uh, been canceled or postponed. Um, we're starting to see some notifications for, for June and July shows, um, which, you know, unfortunately, we're not at the APM and the coding show this, this week and last week, um, but it seems like we may not be at, uh, at shows here for you know, a couple more months at the, at the least.
1: You had said they, they completely canceled the coding show, Ben?
0: They did. Yep, they announced this. I think this morning that they officially canceled the coding show. So it's just going to be the next biannual um, edition, which I think is April 2022. So that that coding show they they threw on the idea of getting it rescheduled. I think what people are going to come into is you know there's already shows uh, slated and booked for you know September or August or October timeframe. So moving a show at the coding show is, you know, a big ordeal. Um, you know, some of these shows that are just held in a hotel ballroom may be able to push it out a couple of months, but you know, something like the coding show or we have the NP next year, which is another very large scale show. It's, I got to assume it's pretty impossible to to try to reschedule something like that on such short notice, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and keep, keep reporting on it. And, you know, hopefully some of these shows come back to, back to normal giveaway. Some of those giveaways, like Rob's got his TCC mug there. Um, got some, some giveaways on hold. So, you know, looking forward to giving some of those away hopefully soon
1: yeah I saw those nice TSA locks security supply locks that we were going to give out those look pretty nice
0: yep got one right here
4: on camera yeah maybe oh, we can cool. use those once so we can start traveling again
0: Yep. secure <sighs> supply We'll <with> secure luggage <sighs> But so wrapping things up, uh, you know some some inside news. Obviously, still working from home, and definitely, if you haven't seen our our work from home video featuring our very own Corey Mullins, uh, please you know give that a look. I'll make sure that's linked up down below. Um, and some some positive news from 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 Ray Altenberger welcoming a new new grandson. So we're we're happy for him.
1: Yeah, maybe we could put a picture of Donald up on the on the screen. He's super cute, and and shout out and good luck to Nicole Greenberg who's going in end yeah. of this week. E section on Friday and uh you know it's nice to see uh some beautiful life being uh, brought into this world and into the TCC family.
0: Yeah, definitely a, a bright spot you know amongst
1: everything else going on. And congrats to Javi who's got a baby on the way. We didn't even know he could do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> When's the baby due have? August. Beginning, oh, of, uh, beginning of August,
4: beginning of August. There's something in the water. We're, we're just this whole organization is just generating mail. somehow. Are you having a boy
1: Bobby?
4: Oh. Well, yeah. Oh, no
1: way. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> you
4: hold it, in,
0: hey, boy. Unbelievable. Uh, well, I just can't believe it. That's great. Yeah, my, my cousin up in New Hampshire just had a boy. He He had a baby. He went on paternity leave. He took his vacation for three or three weeks. He went back to the office for like four days and then all this stuff started happening. So he basically got extended paternity leave, which is you know, maybe another bright spot here too. He's home with the new baby for who knows how long at this point. But yeah, wrapping things up, um, anything else to, to mention or touch upon as we wrap up this episode, hopefully some, some good information. Obviously, if there's anything else for us to expand on or any questions, you know, reach out anytime. We're happy to help. You know if nothing else we'll catch you on the may episode um try to get some more episodes here soon you know it's nice using the remote platform whether we're on rhode island or you know we got got cory here in texas joining us too nice to have a new face on the episode this month um and you know hopefully we can do it do it more soon but we will uh we will catch you on the may episode if not um but, you know please reach out if we can help and we look forward to uh talking to you guys next time You hey guys bye everybody
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.